narrowing China's military circle to a group of yes-men. In Beijing's latest purge of top-tier defense officials, General Li Shanfu is the most senior leader to be disappeared inside China. What does the leadership shakeup mean for the Communist Party? Plus, a clue about why hints of China's future war could be more than just talk, from mopping up Iranian crude oil to an AI race complete with killer robots. War preparations appear to be well underway. How should Washington up its game? But if war does occur, we must be ready at all times. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. A shakeup in China's military leadership. The country's missing defense minister is reportedly getting investigated for corruption and may face removal. The news follows Beijing's unexplained replacement of its foreign minister and a reshuffling within China's nuclear missile unit. No word yet on these former officials' whereabouts from Beijing. How will the top-tier purges affect China's military decision-making? Let's zoom in with NTD's Juliet Song has the details. Another high-level Chinese official is missing. Making headlines this time is Chinese Defense Minister Li Shangfu. He disappeared from public view two weeks ago. On Friday, a reporter questioned Beijing on Li's whereabouts. I'm not aware of the situation you mentioned. Li's disappearance is piquing public interest, partly because high-level Chinese officials in Xi's cabinet have been disappearing one after another. The U.S. ambassador to Japan poked fun at the string of events on social media. Posting on X, formerly known as Twitter, he compared the missing officials to Agatha Christie's mystery novel, and then there were none saying, first, Foreign Minister Qingang goes missing, then the rocket force commanders goes missing. And now, Defense Minister Li Shangfu hasn't been seen in public for two weeks. Who's going to win this unemployment race? Both China's foreign minister and rocket force commanders were ousted after disappearing for months. Li was last seen at the end of August, when he gave a speech at a security forum in Beijing. Li was set to meet with Vietnam defense leaders last week. But Vietnam officials say the meeting was canceled due to health conditions. Analysts say the phenomenon of missing officials hints at Beijing's opaque political system. Media reports say Li is under investigation for corruption, citing unnamed U.S. officials. NTD reached out to the State Department for comment but did not hear back before airtime. Washington slapped sanctions on Li in 2018 over China's purchase of Russian weapons. Juliet Song, NTD News. Are we going to war with China? The Secretary of the Air Force is warning that the U.S. should be ready to respond. Here's the story. Is China preparing for war with the U.S.? Speaking at this week's Air and Space Forces Association conference in Maryland, Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall explained why China is America's preeminent security threat, particularly given the Chinese military's modernization efforts. That's after he made a similar comment back in March. But if deterrence fails, and war does occur, we must be ready at all times. There's a concern that any uh, potential Chinese attack on Taiwan or war of the Taiwan Strait uh, would be the sort of um, mass casualty, uh, high-intensity warfare that we're seeing in Ukraine that we used to see during World War II and for much of human history. Back to the speech on Monday, Kendall highlights two new military services the Chinese regime created a rocket force specifically designed to be able to attack U.S. aircraft carriers and airfields, and the strategic support forces designed and equipped to, quote, 
achieved information dominance in the space and cyber domains. He points out that the Chinese regime has been re-optimizing its forces to prevail against the U.S. in the Western Pacific for over 20 years, adding that the U.S. must be ready for a kind of war we have no modern experience with. It might not be one with tanks and aircraft carriers and bombers. It might be one with sensors and drones and other autonomous systems. The Air Force Secretary is the civilian leader for both the U.S. Air Force and the U.S. Space Force. Kendall's remark came as he argued for quicker modernization by the Air Force and Space Force. What else might China be stocking up on in case of future war? The U.S. announced its first ever criminal resolution against an oil sanctions violator. Last week, the DOJ broke the news that the U.S. had seized nearly one million barrels of Iranian crude oil. The shipment came from the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, a designated terrorist organization. It was allegedly en route to communist China. The chief special agent for the Homeland Security Investigation warned the trade could financially support terrorism and jeopardize safety for Americans and our allies. These organizations, these entities that do this kind of work, hide behind shell corporations, they hide behind, they do ship-to-ship -ship transfers at sea. It has been circumvented successfully by Iran using Russia and China especially. China is buying more oil from Iran than it has in the past decade. Consultancy firms now say 80% of Iran's crude exports flow into China's market. In the first two-thirds of this year, 92 barrels per day have moved from Iran to China. Beijing has also reportedly loosened audits on the oil products from Iran to expedite the import procedure. China buys Iranian oil at a much cheaper price than even Russia offers, despite Moscow's discounts. Picture this, the power of weapons boosted by artificial intelligence. The race for them has become yet another race for dominance between the U.S. and China. AI can strengthen military weapons like fighter jets, warships and drones and reduce the manpower needed to operate them. Now another kind of weapon is in the spotlight, a kind of AI robot designed to kill in times of war. Reports say some of them can even automatically activate lethal mode. Military strategists say the devices could change today's military power dynamic on the same level as the creation of the first nuclear weapons. But serious concerns are rising over the potential the robots could take lethal action without their operator's permission. Back to the AI race, experts say it's hard to say which side is winning. Even though the U.S. dominates the high-tech field, China's huge and mature manufacturing system could give it an upper hand. Stop arming Taiwan or face Chinese retaliation. That's Beijing's warning to Washington. To back it up, China's foreign ministry announced new sanctions Friday against two major U.S. defense contractors, Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman. The ministry said Lockheed Martin's Missouri branch was a major contractor in a U.S. arms sale to Taiwan last month, adding that Northrop Grumman also repeatedly sold weapons to Taiwan. The sanctions fall under China's anti-foreign sanctions law. The ministry didn't specify what action Beijing would take, only warning that it would be resolute and forceful. China has applied sanctions on U.S. companies over selling weapons to Taiwan before. But it's not clear how they work, given that neither company sells to China. Last month, the U.S. approved the transfer of up to $80 million in funds to Taiwan. 
Beijing views democratic Taiwan as its own territory, despite never having ruled the island. It has vowed to annex Taiwan by force if necessary. Chinese smartphone maker Huawei now in the crosshairs of 10 senior House Republicans. That's because the Chinese manufacturer was able to domestically produce a new 5G-capable phone, despite being under partial U.S. sanctions aimed to restrict its access to 5G technology. NTD's Jeremy Sandberg has more on the lawmakers' demands. The GOP lawmakers say reports of Huawei's new Mate 60 Pro phone suggest a blatant violation of U.S. export controls. They're urging the Commerce Department to step up sanctions against Huawei and China's top semiconductor firm, SMIC, to fully block them from accessing U.S. suppliers. The group led by Chair of House Foreign Affairs Michael McCall sent a letter to the Bureau of Industry and Security on Thursday. They wrote, We are extremely troubled and perplexed about the Bureau of Industry and Security's inability to effectively write and enforce export control rules against violators, especially China. The congressmen are calling for a China-focused sanctions authority to be set up under the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, they say could impose full blocking sanctions on Huawei and SMIC. They're asking the Department of Commerce to ban U.S. imports of SMIC semiconductors to stop granting licenses to Chinese Communist Party-controlled companies, for both Huawei and SMIC's export licenses to be revoked, for both companies to be put on an entity list with trade restrictions, and to pursue criminal charges against the company's executives. The Commerce Department said last week it was working to get more information on the character and composition of the chip that may violate trade restrictions. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. A severe cyber attack has hit a New York-based research group, the worst in its two-decade history. The World Organization to Investigate the Persecution of Falun Gong recently released testimony from a whistleblower doctor. In it, she described an encounter with a Falun Gong practitioner who had her kidney forcibly removed in China. The woman reportedly died later. The doctor video recorded the conversation and shared it with the research group. It was not published due to safety concerns. Just hours after publishing the testimony in July, the New York nonprofit's website came under attack and was sporadically shut down for a full week. The director of a medical ethics advocacy group suggests the hackers might have wanted to prevent the release of the video, noting that hacking usually comes with a purpose. Falun Gong is a spiritual meditation discipline based on the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. A 2019 independent tribunal concluded that practitioners of the faith were the principal source for the regime's state-sanctioned forced organ harvesting. Human rights violations at home and abroad. A Canadian official speaking on Capitol Hill this week to share his experience getting targeted by the Chinese Communist Party on Canadian soil. NTD's Sam Wong has the details. On Tuesday, Canadian Parliament member Michael Chan visited U.S. lawmaker to warn about China, and he had two goals in mind, sharing stories and discussing policy solutions. Chan has long voiced concerns regarding the Chinese regime's human rights abuse against Uyghur minority in the Xinjiang region. He also urged the Canadian government to ban Huawei, a Chinese telecom giant. And for that reason, he became a target for the CCP. In May this year, I learned that a PRC diplomat working out of the PRC consulate in Toronto had, since 2020, been gathering information to further target me and my family in Hong Kong. He says aside from being threatened by Chinese officials, the CCP also mobilized a smear campaign on social media to slander his name. 
Tron isn't the only policymaker facing backlash from the Chinese regime. U.S. Congressman Chris Smith received similar threats. The reason? For wanting to conduct an investigation into China's human rights abuse. You know, they told me, they be the FBI, to watch out for my social media, um, watch out for other things related to finances. That they have their ways. You know, the risk to me versus the risk to uh, the diaspora especially, particularly when it's uh, someone like a, a, a Uyghur or a Falun Gong practitioner or, or someone who really has raised the issue with regards to human rights abuse, uh, you know, they're in a class of their own. In terms. Another target for the CCP, dissidents living overseas. Earlier this year, the FBI raided a Chinese police outpost disguised as a service center in Manhattan. Authorities said that the station is there to monitor Chinese nationals, particularly dissidents on U.S. soil. In some cases, it also pressure them to return to China, including by using relatives in China to persuade them or threatening those relatives. So it's an attempt to steal away and, and uh, crush uh, freedom of assembly and freedom of speech here in the United States. Absolutely unacceptable. According to human rights watchdog Safeguard Defenders, there are over 100 CCP police outposts in active duty across the globe. That's as of last September. And the real number is likely higher than that. Um, these police stations are only the tip of the iceberg of everything that's going on in terms of transnational repression coming from the People's Republic of China. Between April 2021 to July 2022, Chinese authorities had, quote, persuaded 230,000 Chinese nationals to go back and face criminal charges. Mr. Chan added that Canada is looking to exchange legislative information with the U.S. to counter China's coercive actions overseas. Reporting from Capitol Hill, Sam Wang, NTD News. Coming up, a reshuffling inside China's defense circle. In Beijing's latest purge of top-tier officials, General Li Shanfu is the most senior leader to be disappeared in China. How does the event reflect the country's leadership? And what impact will the change have on Beijing's military decision-making? We sat down with John Mills, retired Army colonel and former director of cybersecurity in the Defense Department, for details. More on that after the break, here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Ready soldiers and loyal generals. Beijing has been purging its top-tier officials, even reaching its highest security ranks with the potential ouster of General Li Shanfu. Why is Chinese leader Xi Jinping opting to narrow his inner circle? And how will the shakeup affect Beijing's decision-making, especially in times of war? We speak to John Mills, retired Army colonel and former director of cybersecurity in the Defense Department, for more. John Mills, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. Well, thank you, Tiffany. Always an honor to be on your show. China's General Li Shenfu has been missing for about two weeks now. It's sparking discussions online about where he could be and what this could mean. What does his position in the military tell us about how serious or not this is? Watch what happens this time when she returns from the BRICS in South Africa. And... Immediately, what happens, uh, General Lee, a, a kind of the equivalent of both our Secretary of Defense and our Chairman of the Joint Chiefs put together. They only have one person. They don't have these two, a civilian and a military. So now he, he is essentially the, uh, the equivalent of those two, and he is suddenly gone. This after the uh, uh, 
another general Lee, the commander of the nuclear force, was replaced in August, and Quinn, the uh, uh, foreign minister, the secretary of state equivalent. So something is happening over there, very concerning. And how does this shakeup affect China's military ambitions for the future? Well, this is what I, I would call a messy war versus clean war scenario as the model of the perfect war, essentially a clean war, because it was the decisive results were accomplished with so few casualties on both sides, actually, in the first Gulf War. Uh, that's their model. They view that as a clean war. The problem is um, he is decapitating his own leadership. You're supposed to decapitate the leadership of the other side. He's decapitating his own leadership, which means command and control chaos uh, inside the Chinese military. And uh, so that would lead to a very messy war scenario. And John, I want to zoom in on that because some experts are telling certain news outlets that Xi Jinping's, quote, narrowing of his inner circle to yes men has deprived him of opinions and advice that could avert damaging decisions. What are your thoughts on that and what could these damaging decisions be? Oh, of course. Uh, of course, it is robbing of these opinions, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. Uh, totalitarians normally do not want to hear differing, uh, differing viewpoints. So I, I think it would lead to potentially a, uh, a launch of uh, potential kinetic operations. Now, we're always thinking Taiwan, but remember, there's other possibilities. The northern Philippines, we haven't quite really established our footprint there. Uh, if I was a PLA planner, I'd go for the northern Luzon first because it's relatively, uh, relatively undefended right now. What do these disappearances from the public view mean or tell us about what's happening within the party itself. He doesn't trust his own uh, his own senior leaders. And so anyone is fair game. You could be in today and out tomorrow. And that's what General Lee has found out, who was just at, uh, I believe, the Shangri-La Dialogue in, uh, in Singapore uh, not too long ago. And uh, so it means that he's cleaning house. She is very concerned with loyalty. And anybody who gives any measure or inkling that they could be a threat, he'll target them and remove them. And John, you've mentioned this term before, a fifth generation warfare. Tell us about that. One of their essentially services is called the Strategic Support Force. Now, now, it sounds rather mundane, rather uninteresting. Well, but this is where fifth-generation warfare is planned and projected from. I'm talking about fentanyl being, uh, being made in northern Mexico and moved into America. That's fifth-generation warfare. That's the strategic support force. Uh, it's General Ju, J-U, who is the commander of that. Uh, so this is a... Uh, this is very dangerous because they are essentially waging war on us right now through the strategic support force. We don't we have units like it. I'm not even going to name them because they're really classified, but they're 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 on a much smaller scale and we're not dropping fentanyl on other countries. But that's where all their psychological operations derives from. Microsoft just identified that yes, China is meddling in social media to influence elections. That's coming out of the strategic support force. 
all, all of this influence operations, psychological operations, cyber warfare derives from that all-important force that has gotten scant attention to date. How should the U.S. be responding and what should the U.S. be doing now? Well, we should very demonstrably be building up the defensive capacity of Taiwan. We need to ramp up our industrial base, uh, artillery production. One of the key weapons that is visible and demonstrative, it's called our quick strike mine with wing kits. We can actually fly these mi mines in from you know, 50 or so miles away. That doesn't expose the aircraft to, to any kind of uh, uh, immediate ground fire or surface air missiles. Those quick strike mines, getting a lot of media attention on those, moving those forward, making sure they are available plentiful uh, uh, in a plentiful manner. And they're made right here in St. Louis, is my understanding. John Mills, thank you so much for your time. Tiffany, thank you. An honor to be on your show. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus@ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you soon.